Okay, so in this episode, episode forty, episode forty, we uh, talk with Charlie. Yeah, we're gonna have Charlie on special guest, and we talk about the end times and some prophecy and yeah. stuff that might be coming up. It's pretty fascinating. It's, it um, is really fascinating, actually. You know, we were interviewing him from, uh, you know, a remote location in Wyoming, and the internet was kind of sketchy. Yeah, so you'll have to pardon that. Please excuse the internet connection. Sometimes he, he fuzzes out in what he's saying, so uh, just try to bear with that, stay with us, but uh, I think you'll get the gist of what he's talking about. Yeah, you will, and like I said, just hang in there because it's totally worth listening to, yeah. and uh, just check it out yeah. and be patient with those little little uh, glitches, as it were. Enjoy the show, and uh, hear these messages first from our sponsor. The DC Experiment. Hey, welcome to everybody. The DC Experiment. We have episode. What is this? Forty? Are we at forty? It is forty. Episode forty. Holy shnikes! Wow. It is episode forty. We've gone over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> wow. My, it's my golden episode. It. Ooh. Is that what they say? It? Golden? Is it golden when it, Golden's like your golden birthday is like if you're like, a, if it's the 10th and then you're turning 10? I think golden is 50. Well, well, we're at a silver. I don't know. I think 25 is silver. But. 40 is like black. Yeah. And, and, and 40 <laughs> being black. I think it is black, isn't it? I don't know. That's I don't what know. Everybody wears yeah. when you turn 40. <laughs> turn 40. Over the hill balloons. We do talk about. Faked presence. Something dark. Thanks, friends. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it is black. The end. Ooh, the end times. We talk about the end times. Eschatology, everyone. Eschatology. The theology of the end times. Yeah. And we have a special guest on the show today. We do. We're going to have fun with Charlie. Yeah. Charlie is on, and he's been. Uh, Dealing with this subject for quite a while. He's a graduate from Bob Jones University. He's been a missionary in China for eight years and has been pastoring a church in Wyoming for a little over six years. And you've known Charlie how long? I've known Charlie for probably around 40 years. 40 years or so because Charlie is your brother. That's right. That's right. And so we had him on the uh, podcast today. Um, And, you know, I have questions all the time too and just happen into, you know... It's been crazy in these unprecedented times. Oh, my God. Here it goes. Trying to figure out what our new normal is going to oh. be. <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these days, man. <laughs> and just realize days. we're all in this together. <laughs> oh, right in the kisser. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so we just have questions. I think a lot of people. You remind me of me sometimes. You know why? Because my wife says I have two faults. Right? Button number pushing? one. Number one is I don't listen. Right. And I don't know what the second one is. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know. She was giving me a bunch of crap like I never listened to her or something like that. Something I don't like know. That. I, don't I wasn't know. really paying attention. But the thing that hurt the most <laughs> is I think she's seen another guy. Oh, ah, what? <laughs> I know. That's from what? Dumb and Dumber, oh. dude. That whole line. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we broke up. <laughs> I don't know. She was giving me a bunch of crap how I never paid attention or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that was Jeff Daniels. Line, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, what's wrong, Harry? Some little Philly break your heart? No, it was a girl. <laughs> that was such a great movie. Oh, there you go. Wow. So we're gonna have Charlie on here shortly, but uh, 
Hey, I learned something this week. Oh, share it with me, my friend. <laughs> learned something. This Tell me what you learned I this learned week. I learned that the swordfish has very few predators to worry about in the wild. Very few, right? The swordfish? Except for the seldom seen penfish, which is said to be even mightier. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one. Is it? Yeah. Nice. I it was a little shorter than the one I did last time. Yeah, no, it's good. That big long story. But do do us a favor. We're gonna cut to Charlie's interview here. Yeah. Give us your feedback. I'd um, love to hear what you guys think. And about it. you know what I'm realizing too, and I just want to ask this from all of our listeners. It's up to you to share this podcast. You know, like I do what I can. We do the Instagram stuff, but it's up to you out there, listener, DCXP family, to tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, go to our website. We don't do Facebook because we're way too awesome to do Facebook. <laughs> That's what old people use is old Facebook. People, wow. So we don't do Facebook, but we got the Instagram, we got our website, thedcxp.com. And uh, check this out and listen to Charlie and give us some feedback. Welcome, Charlie. Uh, I wanted to have you on because it's been uh, something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while or something that's been on my mind with everything that's going on in the world, everything that's crazy with the whole COVID stuff. And, and just, you know, I've seen a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You know, a lot of preachers have been uh, saying, Hey, we're getting really close to the end times. Uh, You know, look up, Jesus is coming back. And so I wanted to talk to somebody who had been kind of studying that for a while. And that's been you. And, uh, you're saying that you've been preaching on this for a while, and I just wanted to get your take on it. Yeah. Um, so as, as we get into it, I guess, first, Charlie, would you mind, you know, for podcast listeners who don't know you, because I don't know if they do, um, sure. tell us a little about yourself and, you know, who you are, what you do, what you, okay. you know, what you believe a little, too, is good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's really gracious, and I've been listening to all your guys' uh, – listen, not to all of them, but some of your podcasts, and they're really encouraging, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing for fathers to try to encourage them, and that's been kind of a, a wonderful thing. So thank you for all your hard work and thank commitment to doing your podcast. So, um, But, of course, uh, a little bit about me. I'm uh, My claim to fame is I'm the brother of Caleb Dill. Oh, Need geez. I say anything more? <laughs> It's famous right there, right? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, growing up, I was always the, I guess my parents uh, classified me as the one who flew under the radar. And uh, Caleb and Rusty <laughs> always got hit head on with things. And I just learned from their mistakes. That's all I feel like I, I did. <laughs> just, kind of the thing, you know. You just sat back and watched me like, okay, don't say that to dad. <laughs> yeah, don't say that to dad. Learn. It's you know? called wisdom. Yeah, yes, it so. is. <laughs> That's true. Wisdom at a young and age. And you know what? The older I get, the more I realize that Charlie is very wise. You are very wise, Charlie. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's a privilege to come and talk to you guys. And I'm just uh, thankful to be here. Tell about me. I've been, um, of course, I graduated from high school, 18, uh, went to college immediately after that. Uh, graduated in 2001. Where did you go to college? Done with uh, Bob Jones University. So uh, now I'm, I'm sure that if that rings a bell to anybody, they're like, oh boy, one of those people. <laughs> but anyway, that's fine. That's fine. 
Uh, and what did you study? Uh, what did you study at college? I Carly? studied the ministry. Uh, practical Christian training was the degree I, I got a ministerial bachelor's degree in. And of course, I actually stayed a couple of years later for um, some master's work, although I didn't finish that. I'd like to maybe finish it one day. Hmm. Um, then after that, um, I worked off my school bill, got an opportunity to go to China. And I was in China for eight years teaching English. And um, then came back home after finding my wife in China, which she's not Chinese. She's from Alabama. <laughs> um, and, and was she and, a part uh, of the missionary uh, team as well? She was, yes. Yeah, she's. they were teaching nursing. She's a nurse. And so uh, we're there. And then we came back to my hometown, Sheridan, and worked for about a year and God opened an opportunity to go candidate for a small church in Casper, Wyoming, and they uh, decided to take me on. So I've been a pastor here at Emanuel Baptist Church in Casper, Wyoming for, goodness, I think it's going on six years now. Wow, so wow. that's awesome. That is up-to-date, current, in a nutshell, history of my So six years at Bob Jones, and then eight years in China, China and then six years pastoring a church in Wyoming. Wow. Yeah, time flies. That's it seems incredible. like I was just graduated high school yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's the spooky thing. That's what we talk about a lot is how quickly time is going, and it just blows me away. And, and uh, that's another reason why I wanted to start this uh, podcast as well, because, uh, you know, our children can listen to their dads talking about stuff, yeah, and yeah. and hopefully it can carry on for a while. Yeah, and this is a cool topic, too, because I remember well, you, there know, you, go. you and I have talked about that. We've, we've had long and numerous conversations yep. and a long time ago too. Yeah. And we, we've talked about, uh, you know, eschatology and end times theology and things that, um, you know, it, because the time seems short, it seems like things are going and progressing at such mm -hmm. a pace where it's, we have to be in something right now. And so it's, it's nice to, I guess, be able to chat with you, Charlie, and get your take on it as a, as a sure. minister and, sure. and to find out, uh, some, some, you know, hopefully some truths and some things that, that we can discover in the, in the Word about uh, what's going on in the world today. Yeah, and I, I wanted to have you on because I have struggled, and, and maybe you can help me with this. I have struggled because I've gone through ups and downs with, uh, you know, end time stuff. Like, you know, I get really excited, and I and I think, okay, this has got to be it. Um, I really got ramped up a couple of years ago on when it was the September 23rd. Oh, with all the blood moons and the feast days. Well, and they all yeah, lined up. but uh, September 23rd was the the all the stars lined up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and uh, man, I thought for sure that was something. Seemed like it should have been right because it had the Virgin, yeah. uh, the 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 uh, this constellation Virgo, and yeah. and Jupiter was in her womb for nine months, the king planet, yeah. and it came and it comes out after nine months of being in the womb yeah. on the feast of trumpets, yeah, and there was twelve stars on her head, yeah, right, and I'm like, holy cow, that sounds like Revelations chapter twelve, whatever, and I'm like, something's got to be happening, and it happened on the feast of trumpets, so I was. Yeah. So I was really, you know, hyped up about that. And I actually took time off because I'm like, I'm going to spend some time with my family just <laughs> in case. And then like nothing happened. Nothing happened, yeah. And then nothing happened. And that happened bummer. to you. You came to me like years oh, ago. Yeah. And same thing. You're like, holy cow, dude, I just talked to my pastor was, in California. Yeah, somebody had given some teaching and was like, prepare. 
just be prepared because you know stuff's going down and yeah just be ready to go and i was like okay all right well i'll trust you so and then yeah nothing happened and, and then like, nothing okay. happened and so now i'm getting to the point with the end time stuff i'm like is it really real is it really <laughs> gonna happen like um you know because we have those scriptures that like like, uh, you know, or the things that we've been taught and told, and, and I couldn't tell you where it was in Scripture because I'm not learned when it comes to that, but about how um, the generation that sees the the return to Israel for the Jews will not die before he returns. I'm like, that's that's coming up here pretty soon. Those people are getting pretty old, <laughs> you know, who, mm-hmm. who were around in the 60s. And, you know, and no offense to old people, I don't mean to be offensive at all, but, but, you know, it's like time is running out for, for this to happen. And so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to. So uh, I guess I, I want to ask you, since you've studied it, are we, are we, do you think we're close? Like, are we, are we close to seeing the rapture, the return of Jesus? What are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, I, I, I think that um, we, we're definitely in what, Jesus Christ explained is like the last days when he talks about like, Hey, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. This is Matthew 24. Um, uh, the all of it discourse, you know, right. Just right before he actually gets into it and explains what the, the sequence of what's going to happen to his, to, to his disciples there. And his disciples are saying, you know, when they're asking, you know, when is this going to happen? You know, is the big question. And he goes into this long, this, a lot of detail for us. And so, um, but really the, the thing that I guess I'm, I'm just um, excited about, I guess is because it, it, this your Dennis is right. This stuff has to be happening soon. Seems like we it. don't know when we don't, yeah, we don't know when, but the Bible makes a, a point to really tell Christian believers to be ready. And it uses language yeah. like, like a thief in the night. And yet it uses, to describe that uh, of course I'm talking about the end time here um, that it's like a woman who's in labor and so there's definite things you can kind of see Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then there's other things that are going to totally catch everyone by surprise but the really the really when you all boil down our conversation it's really about this it's really about the bible and giving yourself over to the Bible and studying it. And the, and the thing that's so hard in our current time is that people, they hear different teaching or they say, check out this teaching, or they're trying to make sense of what it is. And when that happens, it's more important to get really deep down into the scripture and, and see and ask questions. And this is just, my, I'm just going to tell you my style of preaching. Uh, my, 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 I call my style of preaching the be in it for the long haul. Um, I, I went through and we took literally from being here at our church five years to preach through the book of Romans. Wow. So, and when I did that, it was verse by verse by verse. And I'm telling you, even after doing that, I still feel like I don't know hardly anything. I just scratched the surface of some of that that knowledge of what's what's going on there. And of course, Romans is an amazing book because if you ever want to know what the idea of a Christian is, yeah. that's the book that answers everything about what a Christian is, mm. you know, but, but anyway, so in the end time series events, I've been kind of concentrating in uh, revelation and, th- I, and it's been a more, it's been 
harder for me because I like to go what they call exegetically. That's just explaining it line by line, verse by verse. But in this series that I've been preaching on, it's um, end time events. So you're gathering a lot of different passages, uh, some in Zechariah, some in Revelation. And if I were to tell you some of the things that are going on in Zechariah, I think that you guys would just like, you know, flip out basically <laughs> because it's, it's, it's a small little minor prophet. But there's information in that book that is nowhere else in the Bible. And, it, and it's a kind of a key indicator about that. And of course, uh, Thessalonians is the really big one because it's the teaching of uh, Christ's return, you know, or what is known as the day of the Lord. And when okay. you go. With yeah, so that's good to know. So, yeah, that's that's great. I love what you're. Oh, oh, you're cutting out there a little bit. No, I was saying, like, I love what you're saying because people should know where to go to check out. So, so you're telling them check out what Zechariah. is it? Zachariah. Zachariah. Check out what's the other one? That's second Thessalonians. Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. But as far as end time events go, it's, it's all over the Bible. Like, yeah, um, uh, second Peter here says, you know, Hey, just remember, you remember the days of Noah, that story in Genesis? Yes. You know, that's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen here. And actually, Second Peter is amazing because uh, he's telling the believers there that, um, you know, that if God can deliver Lot and Noah, he, can, he knows how to deliver people right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we kind of forget. A lot of people say, well, you know, uh, I'm ready. I've got my, my bunker and I got my food, and I'm ready, you know, bring it on kind of thing. And the the reply of the Bible as to that is, uh, yeah, all that's foolishness. Uh, trust in God. You know, don't, mm -hmm. don't trust in man. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in God. And God is the one who knows how to deliver the righteous out of all of his troubles. That's what Peter is reminding those people. Of course, they're going through suffering. Anyway, there's a lot I could tell you about that. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. What do you think about um, that whole s heavens, the signs in heavens, that Revelation 12 passage? And what do you think that that means? And, and why do you think nothing happened when the constellations actually were in the skies aligned like that? And nothing happened. Well, I mean, well, it's well, it's an it's an interesting thing, because when you look at Zechariah, and you look actually in even Revelation itself, when it, you're in the what is called the tribulation time, it actually says that stars will not shine anymore. The constellations are blotted out. The sun and moon are, won't give their light. In fact, um, the, in Zechariah, it describes it as like it's not really day, it's not really night, but then there'll be light at evening time, and it'll be kind of my speculation is kind of just a haze but what's happening there is god is supernaturally taking things that people take for granted every day they take for granted the sun coming up you take for granted the moon coming up or that you can step outside and see the stars and even these things in creation he's going to uh kind of take away basically kind of thing and people are going to know whoa there's something going on but that's so that's during the day of the lord kind of uh there and I can explain a little bit more about that. But as to your question, I wanted to kind of get on. Um, you're looking you're at the stars for these things, right? 
and you're looking at the Virgin with like the 12 stars in her crown and you're looking at a constellation to try to kind of see that here. But if you look into that text, it's, it's, here's the key thing. I'll, you, I know you didn't, is it okay if I read it? Read it? Yeah, you absolutely. Get, you can cut me off. Now. No, you're Okay. Fine. So it says, okay. Uh, so the, this Revelation 12 says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. That's what you're talking about specifically. Yep. Right. That's what your question's in reference to. Yes. Uh, and she being with child cried, tra- travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. Okay. So something's going on here. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon his head. Now, are you looking at that and saying, well, that's another constellation? Because there is a constellation called Draco. Is that right? Yep. Well, in the text here, it actually tells you what the dragon is. Um, And you have to skip down to um, verse 9. And verse 9 says, And the great dragon, uh, there it is, was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. So in the text, it gives you the identification of what that dragon is. That's Satan. Okay, that's awesome. Well, and so here's, let me continue. He says, he drew, and so he, and he says, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Okay, so you got these two things going on. You got a woman and a child, and you're like, well, what is that? You know, is that a constellation? What is that? Well, keep reading because it'll be identified. And she brought forth a man child, that's specific, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto, unto God and to his throne. Okay, so that seems even more perplexing, right? Well, the key to this passage here is actually another passage of Scripture, Psalm 2. And do you remember Psalm 2? Psalm 2 says, basically, why do the heathen rage and the rulers of the world imagine a vain thing? They come together uh, saying, hey, let's cast off God's bonds from us, you know, and and uh, we'll we'll throw off God totally. And then it's, you know, this famous passage about God laughing. It says, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. He'll have them in derision, it says, you know, and then it says, um, and he says, and it's kind of a very peculiar psalm because he says, it's like he's telling himself that passage. And I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance, and you'll get, and you'll you'll subdue them with a rod of iron. And so that is an identification of Mark on somebody, somebody who is given power to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And it's brought to life back here in Revelation again. And so who is it that is um, going to rule all nations with a rod of iron? Well, in the Psalm 2, it kind of urges people. It says, hey, kiss the sun while his anger is, you know, kindled but a little. You know, so it actually in that Psalm identifies who that person is. That person is Jesus Christ that this has been given, given to. He's the one who's going to rule nations with a rod of iron so now that i know the child sorry am i going too fast for you guys no nope. this is great nope. talk really fast no this is awesome um, I, i'm it. i'm soaking it up i mean it's great so so knowing the identification of the child helps you identify 
the woman and the 12 stars in her head is kind of a, is a giveaway. The 12 stars are the 12 tribes. Of course, where did the, where did the Messiah come from? Israel. In fact, Israel. And that's the woman. In fact, actually people probably wouldn't agree with me on this, but uh, revelation 12 is a, is a Christmas passage. Okay. Cause it talks about the Messiah coming and then actually it's a kind of an Easter message as well, too, because it talks about his ascension. It says here that uh, as soon as the child was born, it was caught up to God in his throne. So that whole cutting up is basically the ascension of Christ when he's sitting there talking to his disciples and he goes right up uh, into heaven. Um, and now, is and that term? Then, of course, it kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. It, uh, it, that, no, go ahead. That term caught up, is that the same term that's used when it talks about uh, the rapture, us being caught up? It is. It is. Exact same Greek word there. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is. So let me um, ask you this, and, Charlie. Are, do you think yes. that this uh, that we are close? Like when I say close... Can you give us a time frame like that you personally think that we'll see maybe the rapture or see the uh, return of Jesus? Well, um, I think I think it's um, if I were to tell you a certain date, I, I believe that would like be going against the Bible because the Bible says, hey, look, no man knows. But I, I think you can kind of read the signs. I'm giving you a, an awkward answer, probably an answer you've always heard. Right. You know, kind of thing. I don't. I don't think it's right or proper to say this is the day, this is the time. When you're doing that, you're kind of setting yourself up for for failure, and and also you're actually going against the word of God. In fact, it, I can't. I can't tell you how many times in the Bible that it says, "Watch, be ready," because you don't know when it's coming. Jesus, when he had his parables, right. The ten virgins. He's like, "Hey, make sure you have enough oil in your lamps, right?" Right. Or, but, but uh, it does say about that the, you'll know the seasons. Like, you're not going to know the exact day or the hour, but you will know the seasons. Right. Right. You can. You can. For those who know the Lord, of course, that you can. Let's see. I don't want to get into. I want to think about what what I'm saying. Yeah, um, do you think you can know the seasons, and do you think we're in the seasons? Well, like, because there, there's there's First uh, Thessalonians five where it says where he talks about you know yeah the day will come, uh, you know as a thief that, or, or he talks about that, and then he says but you right. you brethren are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief right for your sons right. of light and sons of day you know and he goes on to basically tell him you know if you're not paying attention it's going to come like a thief in the night but you guys you you followers of of the way. You know, you should right. know, you should know better. <laughs> you know, you should be paying attention. Right. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Along with that, it says for uh, you know, it kind of gives the idea of you know sleeping those who are asleep and then those who are drunk. It actually kind of gives this idea that you're you know basically wasting the time by partying kind of thing and not paying attention to the scripture. That's why I come back to say it's all about um, the Bible. You know, mm -hmm. it's all about staying true to it and, and studying and giving yourself over to it. I think this is why sometimes church and people who decide that, Hey, you know, I need to be there every week uh, is an important thing for them because it's about a relationship. Of course, you've, you've heard these kind of things here. Um, 
but they, it says here, but they that sleep, sleep in the night and the day that be drunken are drunken in the night, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet and hope of salvation. The Bible also says that, you know, in the end times, there's going to be scoffers who rise up. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people who say, look, um, everything is gone on from the beginning of time. I mean, it's called the uh, unit unitarianism or uniformity or whatever it is. Basically that all the process that are work in nature today are still mm-hmm. the things going on yeah. and nothing's really changed. Right. And, and the and, and the and the Bible calls people out on this. It says people will say this, and they'll say, "Where is the promise of His coming?" Mm-hmm. You know, where this is. You've done this, and we've done this. And by the way, that's a sign of the end times. And by the way, that verse I just read, Dennison mentioned there, it says, "But we who are of the day, be sober." I mean, so are you be ready for this? By putting on the breastplate of faith here is what Paul calls it here. Breastplate of faith is what? That faith is saying, Jesus, you said it. I believe it. You'll come. That's it. That's End it. of story. Like no matter what happens, right. I, that's the faith. I'm armed with that. Because people will come to you and people will say, look, it's it's this time. It's this close. And there's uh, Macron in France and he's on the cover of the economist walking on water and he's the, he could be the Antichrist, you know, and everything. Well, you don't really, if you want to boil this all down, we're not, you can look at things and you can see God at work putting things. In fact, you, uh, Caleb and Dennis, all you have to do is go back to like World War II and see this miraculous thing of the Jewish people coming out of that mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's literally a miracle and it's a miracle in the in the fact that israel was put together and not destroyed i, I i'm sure you're probably aware of this but one of the things that happened on uh, when the allies were invading europe was that in the nazis concentration camps they didn't slacken off on the killing of people they actually were supercharged they kept killing more people more frequently faster and faster before they knew that the allies were going to come in and rescue these people now why on the earth would you expend so many resources and efforts to try to exterminate and and do this and yet here's god who's totally in control of all things and instead of obliterating these people he's like you know these people are going to have a a nation and they're going to come back, you know, and that's, what's been going on. You've been literally living in days where you've actually seen scripture being fulfilled before your eyes, where there's these people who are being, that are coming back into this land. But the, uh, yeah, if you read the Bible amazing. though, we're not, we're not at the end of anti-Semitism, though. I'm to, just warn you that. Uh, and the Bible actually kind of talks about that in Zechariah a little bit about these things. It's, one of the key indicators is that um, this uh, nation will go through some very hard, hard, harsh things uh, in what we call the tribu- tribulation period kind of thing. And so um, uh, does that answer your question? So yeah, I keep going on and on. No, no, th- no, this is great. So do you think we can know the seasons? Um, yeah, I think, I think you can know. And of course, Dennis pointed out first Thessalonians here, it says, be sober, be armed with the breastplate of faith and love. And by the way, this is another key indicator that you're in the end times is when the love of God, uh, grows cold where people aren't interested. Hmm. 
uh, right? So it's so putting the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet, the hope of salvation here. So in that, it's amazing. Uh, the the Bible is just amazing. Can't so, get over it. So let because me, it's let me interrupt on you just to you one, what one you second. need right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So let me ask you this. So if we can know the seasons, do you think we are in those seasons? I think I think we're in the times that Jesus described in Matthew 24 as the rumors of wars and the wars and the earthquakes. But it says, but not the end time is yet. So if you're asking me, do you think we're in the end times? My answer is yes. But if you say, do you think we're actually in the tribulation? Has this actually started and we're now looking for Christ to come and rule um, the nations and uh, come back and, you know, kick tail and put everything in order. I, I don't think we're at that point yet. I think we're, I, I believe in a um, pre-tribulational uh, viewpoint, which is basically that there's a such thing as a rapture that's go- going to happen first and take us with that. In fact, that's, and I'll, I'll share some more passages with you about that if you want some more explanation on that. But, um, but after that, uh, we don't know where we uh, between, but between that rapture there and um, and the and Christ's second coming as to rule, there's what is called a seven year tribulation. That's what I believe. I believe it's a literal seven years. Now those seven years in the Bible have like all of your seals. If you're, if you remember revelation, your seals, your trumpets and your bowls and the seals, the first, first four of those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's, this is quite an interesting kind of thing because I've been, I've been during this COVID time, I have been really surprised and, and shocked in some cases about some good Christian people I know who really love the Lord dearly and are good examples and very good spiritual examples to follow. But they have come to me and they said, you know what? This COVID means that we're in the tribulation time. Wasn't there like a pale horse and that pale horse had sickness, you know, and isn't this something that's, that's going on here? And my answer, my answer to that, and my answer to all of this, is in fact, uh, I don't know if some of your listeners might have enough, they might turn this off. I don't know. But, um, but when I talk about taking it literally, that kind of flies in the face of some people who don't take it literal. And that's why, and that's, there's a lot of debate and questions and talk about that. Yeah. Well, I and mean, that's the, yeah. And, 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 you know, our listeners are probably pretty diverse in their, in their thinking and in their beliefs and things. I know uh, we, we don't know all but, of them. Right, but hey, so we're just you know sharing what we well, think. Well, like you, Dennis, you don't believe in a pre-rapture. I, I'm a, dude. I'm a, I call it a pan tribulation. Oh my word, I've heard that and it's I just, hate it's it. It's gonna pan out the way it'll God wants it to. It'll pan out the end. <laughs> it'll pan out the way. You know what? I, I don't know. Well, you've told me that you believe that. Well, God takes His people through uh, tribulations um, because I, you because you use in like the Old Testament um, with Pharaoh and the Egyptians that the he, pattern. He didn't remove the people. He took them through he it, them through protected it. Them, with them through them. Yeah. And then at the end, took yeah. them out. So you, you're that's, you're uh, thinking you know, it's going to be more like that. It's not a hill I'm going to die on, right? But that is definitely. I mean, that's that's something that I see as a pattern in Scripture. But again, I don't know, right? You know, 
I know that I, well, I, I, I understand the pre-tribulation rapture and, and it sounds fantastic. Um, I, and it's, it's very appealing and I understand it and I get it and I want to, I mean, like, I really want to believe that I do. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I know, I, I think, I think either one of those would be great. You know, I don't think as long as we make it through, I mean, that's, that's the thing either. Well, I that or we're not, and we'll be with him, <laughs> you know, we'll either well, make, yeah, make it through I mean, the tribulation the, or we won't. So. The main point is to right. be with Jesus, right? Right. One way and, or the other. And, and the thing is, is it's, it's quite interesting because when Jesus sat down with his disciples or when he gave this revelation to John, it's like, Jesus is saying, you know what? I want you guys to know what's going to happen. Yeah. I want you to understand this is coming. And you have to ask the question, well, why, why, you know, if, if we're going to be taken out of here and we're not going to be here in the first place, then why do you want us to know about this, Jesus? What's the deal? You know, kind of thing. And the thing is like, well, you know, you could prepare, but part of it is, is based in, in, glory of this Mm. that this is going to happen exactly as god has planned and when we'll look back at this i think we'll all be shocked about how to the letter it was fulfilled and the and the precedent we have about that is um from all of our old testament scriptures right like um it says uh in isaiah like look lo lo your 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 king comes on the foal of a donkey right and back in the day, you're like, oh, hey, I wonder what the donkey was. You know, that <laughs> could have been a group of stars or it could have been, uh, you know, it could, couldn't be a real donkey, right? And lo and behold, here he is on a real donkey, you know, kind of thing. And so, I mean, but that's just an extreme illustration here. But things like this. I, I, just something to think about. I don't know if you'll find this interesting or not, but in Second Thessalonians, one of the reasons why I hold to that is, and this this kind of shows you how everything in the Word of God is like connected and interconnected. It's not a, a puzzle. God is like wanting to tell you, but it's all connected. Like um, here's so one of the reasons why I I believe the you know pre-tribulational viewpoint of the rapture of the church, you know, here is in this verse here. It says um. Uh, let's see. Let me find it here. Um, it's uh, first, uh, Second Thessalonians, actually two six, and it says it says this. If I can get there, it says. Uh, so this is Paul talking to this church. But by the way, he's. I could talk to you a lot about Thessalonians, but they um they basically when Paul's teaching these people, it's a new church, mm-hmm. and part of the and part of what he's talking to this new church, he says. You have no need that I write to you about the day of the Lord, for you yourselves perfectly know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. How come you didn't write more, Paul? You yeah. know, kind of thing. And <laughs> right? what the, the, the answer to that is uh, basically what did they have? They had maybe uh, Galatians. They maybe had uh, one of the Gospels, maybe Matthew or something like that. But the real question, the real crux about, hey, what is the day of the Lord? That takes you all the way back to the Old Testament. That's what they had mm-hmm. to actually know about that. Now, here's something incredible. just blows my mind, okay? That part of Paul's agenda when he went in to set up a church or to encourage a church was to actually teach them about end time events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, when you think about um, churches and discipleship programs where all about love, you know, about the giving, about 
the fruit of the spirit and explaining all these other vital important things about being a Christian yeah. in discipleship. But prophecy usually isn't one of the things that comes up. Mm. It should. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. it's actually an important kind of thing. And, and I understand we're actually living in a time where people are burned out on prophecy, but it's it's more important than ever right now to, you know, reinforce the faith and say, Jesus, you said it. I believe it. And I'm going to see it. I'm going to know it, you know. Well, the and Bible so, does uh, talk me, about uh, encouraging each other with that, too, with the promises of those things. It says, uh, yeah. know that the end is near and well, encourage each other with those words. So right at the that's end of how you're supposed to. Five. So when yeah. life is really crappy, and maybe that's why a lot of uh, this end times has been talking, because life's been crappy for a lot of people. <laughs> so maybe when life is crappy, you're just like, you know, hang in there because this is short term. And Jesus is coming back, or rapture's coming. You know, be encouraged because you don't know what the future is, right? You don't know it's not always going to be like this, and we're supposed to encourage each other with that. So is that is that just a, uh, I don't know, uh, artificial thing though? Because I mean, it's it's been almost two thousand years since that was written, so they've we've been expecting the return. For 2,000 years, and well, we're saying, oh, just encourage each other. Just encourage each well, other. See, You'll be okay. That's something that has always on. bothered me, and maybe you can help clarify this point for me, Charlie. One thing that has, that I've always struggled with a little bit, too, is that passage in Matthew where the disciples ask Jesus, what are the signs of the end? When is the return of the Lord? When is this going to happen? And he breaks down that whole thing in Matthew 24. And then at the end of that, he goes, and just so you know, some of you will still be around when these things start to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, okay, so he's referring to what's going on right then and there. He'll probably be gone, but the, they're going to see the temple tore down, and they're going to see the desolation uh, happen. And and so here Jesus prophesies this end time stuff, but he says they will be there to see it, or some of them will be. Right. So So that makes me think, okay, did this... Did it all just happen? Like, I don't know. How do you reconcile that? Well, because he is talking about the destruction of the temple there. He's talking about 70 AD when things are going to come in. I don't know if you've ever read Josephus or not, but it's a pretty graphic explanation of what happened during that time where uh, the temple was destroyed. And those things are, are talking about that. In fact, Jesus alludes today. He says, you see these, sto- these stones, not one of them is going to be left on another you know, kind of thing. And so he talks about that. Now, this is kind of an interest, an interesting thing, right? Because let's say you ask God, you're like, hey, tell me, tell me what's going to be the end. What, you know, I want to know the end. What's that going to be like? Right. And, and you, and how would you expect Jesus to answer you? I don't know, I guess. He could tell you, he could tell you these incredible things that are just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like totally miss it. Right. So in order to explain to his disciples, what's this going to be like and what's going to happen? He has to use a reference point and he's using a reference point from something even in the past, even if you look at those passages and we don't have the time to get into some of that tonight, I know, but um, some of those passages are, are like, God is reminding, Hey, do you remember when Babylon came in and destroyed the temple the first time? It's kind of like that. People were running for fear. They were going to die. And this is what's going to happen again. And no doubt in that passage, he's talking about 70 AD. But then no doubt he's talking about the man of sin, what we would call the Antichrist, who sets up an image in the temple, which interestingly 
that was uh, I think that came time, but came in and defiled the the temple in seventy A.D. and and said those kind of things. But if you read Ezekiel, the glory of God had departed from the temple a long time ago before mm-hmm. that happened. Um, which which interestingly enough in Ezekiel, he talks about the spirit of the glory of the Lord. Actually, he talks about it being in the city and then it going through the gates and actually getting to the Mount of Olives and leaving from the Mount of Olives, which I find is completely fascinating that that that's where Jesus is going to return someday, that the glory will return right there on that, on that spot. But, um, but you know, it's, see, we're, we're, we're illustrating very well, how interconnected all these things, these things are, you know, and how you have to be, uh, by the way, whenever you're doing Bible study, you always have to ask God. God has to be intimately involved in that, right? Uh, the scripture refers to the Holy Spirit as the teacher. You know, he's talking to the disciples. He'll, he'll come. Uh, you know, if I don't go, this one won't come and he'll lead you into all uh, these things and bring to your remembrance these things which I've said to you, you know. And so that's the amazing part. When you study the Bible, it's not just like, oh, I'm gaining head knowledge here. No, it's like a personal kind of thing that the Holy Spirit is working in you kind of thing. And um, remember how I was talking about those interconnected things? Mm-hmm. But what you believe about the Holy Spirit of God is really important because of this next this next verse here. It says, um, so Paul says, remember you not that when I was with you that I told you these things, and you know uh, what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. He's talking about what is that, you know, something revealed. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And there's a, that those verses that I, I, I read to you there, that's First Thessalonians uh, 6 and 7. In the Greek there, it's actually, uh, you could put the one, the word that letteth let, will let until he be taken out of the way. That word letteth there can be also translated as restrain. Mm. So he who restrains, you, you probably know where I'm going with this, he will be moved out of, out of the way. And he's, he's talking deliberately about the day of the Lord, right? So before the day of the Lord is going to happen, he says there's going to come first a falling away, and then the man of sin revealed, uh, the son of perdition, and then he who restrains is going to move, be moved out of the way. So the mass majority of the world is going to be deceived and believe a lie. So if who you have to ask the question, who's restraining? Who's holding back evil in the world today? Who is that? Christians, the Holy Spirit, I would say. It would be the Holy Spirit, right? Well, here's where everything where, where is the Holy Spirit residing right now? Or where is he in the earth right now? In He's the, in Christians. Sorry, I think yeah, we have Yeah, in the hearts of Christians, yep. Right. And so, well, guess what? Is that mean, does this scripture mean that in the last days, but when the Antichrist is revealed that God's going to take that spirit out of believers and it's going to be moved out of the way? What exactly does that mean? It could mean that there's people who are be killed. I don't, I don't know. But it could also be a rapture here, that he who restrains, because um, the Bible talks about you Christians being the temple of the Holy Spirit where he resides. And see, and when, and and there's a lot more teaching about the Holy Spirit about how He seals a believer, protects a believer, um, all these things. Well, if that's taken away, then 
then that would be unprecedented in the scripture for God to do that to his people or to Christians uh, specifically. So what people, that verse that I read you, people would come and say, well, look, somehow this play, this thing is removed out of the way. And this isn't the only passage in the, in the Bible that talks about that. Like in Revelation uh, 1, 2, and 3, in chapter 3, it actually talks about God or Christ um, keeping the, I think it's the Church of Philadelphia from the, tri- the hour of trouble, basically kind of thing there. And I find it just incredibly curious how like the church is only mentioned in those three chapters and not during the rest of that revelation. Well, I you think know. that's I think that's a great point that you made there, uh, which I I agree with. I that I I've never heard that before. Well, I've heard it kind of, but I really like how you broke it down, where basically the restrainer is removed, and then the man of sin is revealed, and we know the man of sin is the antichrist. So that's cool how you break down. So there is a removing of the restrainer and you're right i don't see god ripping the holy spirit out of the lives of believers i would say those would be sealed with the holy spirit would be taken up that would be the restrainer that's how and, i see it does that make sense to you or no i don't know <laughs> I, I, well, that made sense to me like it can yeah i mean it can make because sense, would yeah. god remove the holy spirit from you no. Exactly. So if he so if it says that the restrainer is taken out and then the man of sin is revealed, which would be the antichrist. That sounds like a rapture to me. Well, it's uh it, there I mean and I don't need to, you know, harp on, on all this kind of thing, but it's uh, Oh, cutting out a little bit. One thing that yeah, it's a loose connection, I'm sure. Okay, Can so you hear me still? yeah, so let me ask you this. Um, okay, do you think that um, you know a lot of people are really concerned about this uh, COVID nineteen vaccine coming up? Do you think that's a precursor to the uh, what am I what am I saying? Mark. Yeah, is that a precursor to the mark just to kind of get us all used to the idea of everybody has to get this? Everybody is this conditioning that's taking place? There's a lot of people that think it is. What are your thoughts? Masks and oh, and vaccines. Oh, I'm and sh- chips. Yes, I'm Crack sure on. it is. I'm sure it is. All, and all you have to do is listen to people who are power hungry and listen to whatever comes out of their mouth. And one of the things that comes out of their mouth is they say, never let a good catastrophe go to waste. Right. You know, let's take advantage of this. Let's increase our power. It's always been about this kind of thing, which is always just fascinating to me. And it's, you know, obviously we see a, a one world system coming through. That's predicted in the in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that that's part of the, the, the seasons and the times and knowing these things but the truth of it is is we should always be living like hey this is the time this is the it could happen now you know that that um and and the bible reinforces that fact it says look blessed are those who are watching and waiting and it says it in multiple passages kind of thing you know and so um whatever's going on we don't want to be caught unaware i want to be like you and my prayer to god is like hey lord help me to be sober help me to be watching and knowing and one of the key one of the key things i think it's just going to happen so suddenly and i think 
when it ha- when 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 it happens, I guess when Christ comes back. And by the way, you know, I I I told you I didn't want to talk about numbers. I could talk about numbers for a little bit, but I don't know if that's talk about what do any good the book numbers. Of numbers. The book of numbers? No, no. no. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot. Sorry. Like numerology, I got ahead is that of what myself. you mean? Not not numerology, but um, like you're talking about a date, right? Let's oh, talk about it. setting a date, right, 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 right. Those kind of numbers, right? Well, the numbers um, are. I mean, the Bible just nails this down as far as like a seven year period of time, mm-hmm. and the thing that really sets off things in a in a progression. To where I think I think anybody who knew their Bible can actually know in that in that tr- I I personally believe I'll be God you know and Christians will be God but there will still be an opportunity for people to be saved mm-hmm. um, but there's also but there's also people where look I'm gonna give them over to a strong delusion so they're yeah. gonna believe a lie right. you know? so what is what is that? Yeah, you that's know, a tough thing. That's a tough pill to swallow. Just, it's a fascinating period of time. Well, and it's well, there's some some things in Romans you can talk about where it gives like an example of Pharaoh who says God hardened his heart after right. he had made a couple of choices <laughs> yes. where it actually wasn't him doing it anymore. It was God doing it, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yep. But here's here's the amazing thing that people don't get right away is. Why is God doing all this? Why is there an end time? Why is there all this doing this? For this one reason, that God can show himself glorified yeah. and, and lifted high. And we we forget that, that God has an agenda. It's yeah. to put his power on display that he is it and there is none else whatsoever. Yeah. And how crazy and dumb it is that people would believe in an idol or or treat something more important. In fact, I was, sorry, this is part of my sermon I was preaching. One of the things that you know that someone's genuinely saved, who is really born again, is the first thing to go is idolatry. I mean, it's it's out the window. It, it's gone. It's totally thrown out and, dis- and destroyed. So Christians who say, well, you know, uh, there's, you know, Christ is on a mountain and there's many paths to get to, to God, right? You can do it through Hinduism, Buddhism. I think that's that's like a common. It's not. Com- I don't know if it's common. I should say common, but it's one of the biggest lies ever. You know, because if that were true, then Jesus is a liar. Because yeah. Jesus said, "What John fourteen six, right? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father but mm-hmm. by me." You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, all this stuff is incredible, and it's all interconnected. And I, yeah. I'm so sorry for your listeners. So I hope oh, I don't lost Charlie, you're doing great. But... Hey, I got a question for you. What do you think about sure. what do you think about the the feast days of Israel and how they correlate great. with these things? Because there there are people who who would say, you know, Christ fulfilled the feast day. I mean, that's part of the whole prophecy thing, right? That that he was, you know, born on the feast of, of light. Some would say, and some he, you know, or conceived, I guess, feast of lights, and then you know. Uh, they uh, he was Passover, Passover, first fruits, first fruits, and, and then the tabernacle, and then and Pentecost when the Holy Spirit Pente- came yeah. down. And and the, basically, yeah. there are those who would say there's really only one feast left. It's the Feast of Trumpets. Well, there's which actually is a fall like, feast. Yeah, right. And and in so so we can generally say, or the, you know, those who those who believe this say that you can generally say that if there is a return, it 
should be reasonably predictable that it should be on the Feast of Trumpets because it's the one that hasn't been fulfilled yet. And it is on the sound of the last trump, the dead in Christ arise, all that jazz, you know, where it talks about, um, and the, the, the reference of no man knows the day or the hour is a, was, a, was a Hebrew idiom yep. for the Feast of Trumpets. Was, it was exactly what that was, was for. And so when Jesus said, and they asked him, you know, when's it coming? He goes, well, no man knows the day or the hour. He was making reference to the Feast of Trumpets. And, and being that that is, is essentially the only feast that hasn't been fulfilled yet, um, would that be a reasonable prediction? Now, we don't know what year, we don't know when, we don't know anything about, uh, you know, exactly what, what that's going to look like. But on the Hebrew calendar, it's a fall feast and it happens uh-huh, typically right. between September and October. Right, um, right. You know, in the Hebrew kind of solar lunar calendar thing. And so I mean, what, uh-huh. what do you think about, about, I guess, I don't know, I kind of went in a little further than I meant to there with my explanation, but what, no, do, you, what no, do you think about good. feast and, and uh, how they correlate with end times prophecy? De- definitely. God is giving those things for a, a bigger, for a bigger purpose. And he's, and it's, it's incredible to me what privilege we have now to look at those things and see the connections because the, the first year there that when a, a Jewish for year the first year happens that's passover mm-hmm. and that's where everything was started and then there's that the, the, the feast of unleavened bread kind of uh that comes after that right and um and so but uh, uh you look at that and you look at the life of jesus and he's deliberately slain at the exact same time that the Passover lamb is slain. You know, it's, it's incredible. I mean, these things are all fulfilling. And so no doubt in my mind at all, that those, those major, excuse me, feasts correlate to what God is doing and how he has a plan for it. A moment ago, I was talking about numbers and I don't, I've never heard anybody talk about this, but you can go online and you can just type in, uh, you know, Israel calendar, what year it is in the Hebrew calendar. And you Mm. know what time it is? Is It's uh, 5990 something, isn't it? Uh, it is, uh, 5,780 and they, and their calendar goes by the creation, right? So if you're if you're all the numbers, you're, if you know, here is, you know, well to get to 6,000 and then you get into the millennial, which would be like the seventh day kind of thing. If you're correlating things in that way, then, then 780, you've got a good 200 and some years if you're going to go by the Israeli calendar. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Before, so, so it'd be like seven years before the 6,000 mark starts. Yeah. That would be the, the yeah. There, there's like there. two. Yeah. If my math is terrible. I can use my calculator. Hold on. Uh, sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this. You can edit this out, yeah, right? 220 years, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 220 years. Oh, it's 80, right? Did I say, 80? yeah. 220 years. You're yeah. right, Dennis. 220 yeah. years so 200 but no, but no one ever talks about that you no, know and no. i'm like i said i'm i'm prefacing i'm not one to set dates i think you should live your life like you're like christ could come at any moment he could come he tomorrow right i mean yeah absolutely. i think we should live our lives that way well i right, think it's a great right. way to I mean, live but so, so there you go so it could happen anytime and, and, or and it could be another 220 not, years well <laughs> could be and it's and it's not necessarily like the the rapture. It could be like, hey, you don't have any guarantee that you're going to get hit by a bus. Nice. Or exact. This would be the last time, you know, that you would be just a goner. What is it you about know? me and buses? I don't get it. Right. So, I talk about I don't, buses I don't all know. the time. So, 
But uh, so these things are just absolutely amazing. And like what I said, it goes back to the glory of God. Once you actually start thinking about scripture, like, oh, God's doing this to show his glory. It's going to happen in a way that nobody else. In fact, Zachariah, I wish I could just spend, you know, a couple more hours with you guys just talking about Zechariah because it goes in and it talks about Israel and about uh, Jerusalem being conquered. And then it talks about this plague where um, people's eyes just melt away in their sock eye sockets and their tongues melt away in their mouths. Wow. You know, wow. kind of, yeah, it's pretty vivid, crazy, uh, graphic in the Bible. You're like, what? Well, you know? it's cool that all this about is happening and it brings a lot of this preachers little don't name. use Zachariah as a end times uh, passage. It's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard book. It's a hard book. And there's things going on there, like I said, that don't you don't find anywhere else in the Bible. But in but in that passage, it, God literally has to bring this nation, Israel, to its knees to where the only thing that can rescue this is something supernatural, something that God sets up to where nobody like in the entire earth can argue against this. Am I am I doing something bad? No, no, no you're doing great. I, I want to ask you this, uh, Charlie, I want to ask sure. you. Dennis is trying to kill a fly. fly. He's trying to kill a fly right now. I'm sorry. And he's being so disruptive. Sorry. (laughs) You just talk. All right. So I do I want to ask you this. Before you before we end it tonight, I want to give you kind of the last word. What what's the last thing that you would tell people, anybody who's listening to this podcast right now? What what's the main thrust of the end times that you would like them to go take from this? And then um, if people have questions, why don't you give like your email or a way that people could maybe contact you and ask you questions if they, if they have. Okay. All right. So the, just the the big thing that I would end with it with this is that it's more imperative and more important that you actually spend time with your Bible, know your Bible, study it out. Don't be afraid to get into Greek. In fact, there's, um, we of all people <laughs> of all people in all the world we're going to be held more accountable than any other people because do you know why because we have more resources yeah. you and i know way more than what people 20 30 years ago know yeah. at all you know and we have i mean i have a computer program that just lays it all out for me and i have like all these years and years of people's lives of information that I can access to see what they knew about these kind of things. And so there's no, in my mind, there's no better time to be devoted to the word of God and to study it and to go after it and to, and to really know it and pray over it. And, and God reveal these things to you. I think it will be just incredibly astounding. So that's my major thrust. I totally agree with that because uh, I never in the, in the, even the eighties and nineties ever heard people connecting the feasts with anything. Yeah. And that I feel is new knowledge that's kind of been revealed in these end times or later times. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree. We have access to so much more information now. And, and, and I think that's purposeful to help us connect the dots. Yeah. Yeah. You actually, the feast of tabernacles is mentioned in Zechariah, actually at the coming of the Lord. In fact, when Christ rules the earth, he says he's going to require every nation to come up to Jerusalem 
to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And of course, that is the whole meaning of the Feast of Tabernacles is yeah. God dwelling with us, with being people, with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. And, and in that passage in Zechariah, this is 14, I think he says, and if no nation uh, is going to come up and uh, worship at the Feast of Tabernacles, then God will send no rain on that nation, you know, oh, wow. which is just incredible ki- kinds of kind of thing that um that god could do that you know and that's we could talk about the millennium sometime the millennium is not what people think it is like people think well it's paradise or it's heaven on earth well in this millennium in this christ ruling here if there there is going to be such a thing as a drought if you're not going to obey god Hmm. and earlier in that passage in zechariah it actually tells people that it actually says that even in the millennium there will be a human tendency that there'll be people that will want to prophesy during that time. And if they prophesy their, their parents, like their parents will ask them like, well, where'd you get this? Where did you get this idea? And if it was, if the person was proved to be a false prophet, that his parents would actually kill him. Hmm. If you can imagine that kind of thing. But so anyway, that everything culminates to that feast of tabernacles. I forgot to tell you, you about that like the feast of trumpets comes before that tabernacle right right where they all kind of come t- together there which dennis is right we are looking for that feast of trumpets to be revealed next you know and the trumpets is really well it's really that trumpets is just incredible because it's not only that you know we could hear the trump of god coming and we're gonna make it but it's it's also it's also this in ancient israel what did they use during those Feast of Trumpets, they actually used trumpets. And what were those trumpets used for? They're used for communication mm-hmm. to tell other people what's going on or to sound this sound big trumpet alarm, and yeah. people yeah, come together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you see right now with the nation of Israel. If you look at the news, you look at what Israel's doing, they're grabbing people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. They are like literally sounding the trumpet where people are coming from like i never knew this but there's yemenite jews there's saudi arabian jews there's egyptian jews hmm. and all these people are coming in coming back they're being assembled ethiopian even as jews. as we speak and ethiopian jews that's true that's actually true too yeah. and then you got russian jews i mean i mean sure. it's 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 crazy it's actually it blows my mind because what in the world people from all over the world say i'm jewish and they're coming in i think the jewish population right now is eight million people i think in that tiny little land and by the way for reference point that's like i don't know from billings to uh, a little past sheridan maybe buffalo (laughs) i mean it's not a very big area of land at all i mean it's it's this is just incredible and they're all you fighting know. over that little tiny chunk of land. Yeah. Which is incredible I, I think, to me. That and, to me and, I'll, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell this to you and I'll tell your listeners too that if you ever get a chance to go to Israel, you should take it because I went well, I went one time and it puts into perspective like you I wouldn't believe. Like it's so small and yet so amazing how all that all these things happened right here in this place when you talk about the life of Christ or will happen. When you talk about like the Valley of Decision, like Armageddon, mm. and all those things yet to oh to, yeah, we gotta talk there. about that too, right? We gotta we have you back. We we gotta have you back sure. and talk about this. So, Charlie, how can people get in touch with you if they've got questions or or anything like that? 
Uh, I can give you my email address if you want. Yeah, go it's, ahead. It's uh, EBC, e like Emmanuel Baptist Church, EBC Casper WY at uh, gmail.com. Is that is that clear? Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And so EBC Casper WY at gmail.com. Well, Charlie, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast tonight and sharing and and uh, I'm I'll let you know if we have any response from some listeners too and and we'll uh, if you're willing, be nice to have you back on and answer some questions and sure, maybe dive sure. I, deep, I know. deeper into it as well. Well, I feel like we were kind of like, you know, here's the fire hose, take a sip, yeah, right, you know, kind right. of a thing with everything <laughs> yeah. going on. That's so, the way it is, you know. Yeah. But it's, yeah, thanks. well there's a lot a lot and I, I guess the whole thing here is just to wet people's appetite, but be ready. I, I mean, be watching, be living your life like, you know, like you could see Christ tomorrow. Right. Amen. Boom. Hey, thanks Charlie. I appreciate that. You know, that is hard to do is to wrap up everything into just a 1-hour segment. Yeah, right. And so if we get some good feedback from our our listeners and you do want um and you do have some questions, email it to us and we'll have Charlie yeah, back on we'll one of these back days. back on again, but I think he did a really good summation there. Live life like with the expectation that he's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Because if you knew Jesus was coming back tomorrow, you would live differently. Right. Right, but yet at the same time, you still have to plan your life. You can't right. you can't just quit your job, and you can't just go. Oh, Jesus, come back tomorrow. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be responsible for anything. Don't do that, right? But live morally, as if you were going to be judged tomorrow. Because you know, honestly, you might get hit by a bus. Right, something might happen, and you might not make it. And mm-hmm. so you might get judged tomorrow. You might get the, the, the day after. You might stand before God sooner than you think. And yeah. so be ready. Be ready to do that anytime because whether Jesus comes back or something happens to you or maybe you just get old and he doesn't come back until after you're dead, that, that's up to him. It's God's timing. And God's going to do what God's going to do because God wins in the end. Yeah, that's and ultimately right. ultimately that's, that is the story. That's awesome. I love yeah, it. So no, that that was great, and I just want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah, I just want to say uh, check thanks for, out. Thanks our, for your feedback too. Yeah, thank you, you for know, your feedback. Give, give us your feedback still. Let us know what you think about this episode. Questions for Charlie, uh, you know, and and just feedback for us too. We love to hear you guys. You know, when you tell us one thing or another, whether we're doing a good job or not. Yeah, and we love you all at different levels. <laughs> I, I'm so thankful for all of you out there. <laughs> Go to our tough. website, check it out. Um, uh, DCXP.com. Yeah, and rate us and rank us on Apple so other people can discover our podcast. The DC Experiment.